0: Marty Griffin, what's up? All right. um, I'm I'm hearing things anecdotally, and I don't like that. I like to kind of get right to the root of it. And I saw some interviews on KDTV yesterday, which I love. I love KDTV. I go way back with the guys there, as you probably know, with some folks from Children's about an uptick in the number of cases with kids. Uh, I have a son who uh, just turned 11, not old enough yet to get the vaccine, because if he was available to do it, we would do it. I have a daughter who's 14 who's vaccinated and my 16-year-old is vaccinated. However, I saw these interviews and I'm seeing what's happening with kids being hospitalized around the country. And I wanted to get to the bottom of it with the best in the world. And I'm lucky enough to have Dr. John Williams. Doctor, how are you today, sir? Good morning, doctor. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing?
0: I'm fantastic, doctor. He is the... uh, Chief of the Division of Pediatric Infectious Diseases, UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Kind of, let's look at it on a finite level in Pittsburgh, doctor, then kind of expand nationally. Should I be concerned? Should parents be concerned about you do have more kids at Children's with COVID, sir?
1: I, you know, I think people should be appropriately concerned, but there's no reason to panic. You know, as you know, in our region, cases in the general population are increasing. They're not yet exploding like in other parts of the country, but they are going up. And we're seeing that reflected in the kids, that we are seeing an uptick in the number of kids with COVID and the number of kids hospitalized with COVID. It's not exploding yet. There are things we can do to stop that from happening.
0: Doctor, you know, you just said something, and maybe I'm just an idiot for reading into it. You said not exploding yet. Do you have some trepidation about some concern about that this may happen, that there's a scenario that that it could happen, sir?
1: I think if people are not careful, if we don't do the right things to take care of our kids, it could happen. Look, the the two reasons that it's exploding in other parts of the country in kids, also not just in adults, is that not enough people are vaccinated and people have given up on wearing masks. And remember, kids under 12 can't even be vaccinated yet. So the only way for us to protect them as parents and as citizens is to get vaccinated ourselves and to wear a mask. And in parts of the country where that's not happening, cases and hospitalizations are exploding in kids. I don't want to see that happen to our kids here in the bird.
0: No, no, I'm such a fan of your advice, Uh... I got it. I get so aggravated. I'm so tired of fighting the fight about wear a mask and get vaccinated. It's getting old. But I'll tell you what jumped off uh, on my heart emotionally yesterday when I heard one of your folks say you're getting babies hospitalized. In fact, I read an 11 week old hospitalized. How does that happen, sir?
1: Well, the way that very young kids um, get sick is become hospitalized, which is happening, not just here, but around the country. They're getting it from people around them. The ways that we can try and prevent that to protect those babies is for people over 12 to get vaccinated and for people to be more careful about wearing masks.
0: It's uh, common sense, but some people don't want to listen to it. You know what else I can't stand, Dr. By the way, this is Dr. John Williams. He's the chief of the Division of Pediatric Infectious Diseases, UPMC Children's. I love the place. Hey, I'm so tired of hearing this. You know, if your kid gets sick, you know, it's going to be kind of like the common cold. And they got a point percentage point chance of dying, Marty. So no one cares. It's got to aggravate you, too, doctor, right?
1: Well, it does because, sure. Most kids with COVID do fine. You know, most kids with influenza do fine. But every year in this country, hundreds of kids die of influenza. In the last year, we know of at least close to 500 kids who have died of COVID. I mean, we can reduce that. Why would we not reduce that? Why do we not think, you know, I mean, as both a parent and a pediatrician, I just think even a small risk, if I can easily prevent it, you know, the risk for my kid of serious injury or death from a car crash is pretty darn low. Right. But they wear a seatbelt, and when they were little, I put them in a car seat. You know, why take a chance? And the, the prevention is, is just very simple. I think there's a big difference, and I, I get, you know, you refer to people saying, well, I, you know, it, it's my own choice. That's right. I get personal choice of risk. I I ride a motorcycle, Marty, okay, so some people would say that's really risky and dangerous. Okay, but but I'm only endangering myself. That's right, that's right. But with, you know, infectious diseases, I'm not just endangering me, I'm endangering people around me. And I'm a pediatrician and parent, this is about kids. Kids are 20% of the population, 100% of our future, Any of us would say, oh, yes, of course I care about my kids and protecting them. Okay, well, it's time for us to put our money where our mouth is. And if we want to protect kids under 12, the best ways to do it are for everybody over 12 to get vaccinated and for people to wear masks when they need to. Not every second of every day,
0: but, you know, when you need to. You go into a crowded place, put on a mask. Hey, Doc, uh, I agree with you, man. I think uh, you're preaching to the choir here. But people are so damn cynical. I get so strangely angry about what's going on in America. I had a woman call this show yesterday and say, and she cited some wackadoodle site that said there are 46,000 people dead from the shot, sir, from the COVID vaccine, when in fact, doctor, uh, almost 300 million vaccinations so far, 170 million Americans and three deaths being looked at. How do you combat this, doctor? How do you fight that hysteria in the flat-out lies? How do you do it? Yeah, I hear you,
1: Marty, and it's, and it's tough. You know, you just, you know, keep calmly. I keep, you know, when I have these discussions with my, you know, friends and fellow citizens, I, you know, I, I, and family members, I just calmly restate, you know, the, the data, the evidence, you know, that, as you said, these vaccines have been given to hundreds of millions of people. We know that they're incredibly safe. You know, there are very rare side effects. You know, we know that the Johnson & Johnson, there are very rare cases of blood clots associated with it, far less common than blood clots associated with COVID, (laughs) you know, so that's an easy trade-off. With the mRNA vaccines, there are very, very rare cases of temporary inflammation of the heart that goes away, again, far less common than with COVID itself. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, these are the facts and the facts are the facts. It, you know, to go back to my analogy with seatbelts. You know, people used to say, oh yeah, but you might get trapped in a seatbelt right. and be unable to get out of a burning car. Okay, something like that does happen once in a bazillion times. But the vast majority of times, the seatbelt saves lives by keeping people in the car. Traffic fatalities, are less than half now of what they were when you and i were young and a big part of that is seat belts. so you know you don't let that one in a million chance of being entrapped by a seat belt undo the fact that it saves lives the vast majority of the time so same important. with the vaccine they are safe and effective so pragmatic
0: uh dr john williams chief of division of pediatric infectious diseases upmc children's uh, uh i i gotta get to this because i think it's interesting one school says no mass for kids. Another school says masks for kids. M- my son's going back to school, and right now they're going to have to wear masks. He's 11, ma'am. In my world, I'm cool with that. That makes sense. Does it not, sir? Right now, in class, indoors. It really does, and here's the reason why. We talked
1: about, you know, the, the small but real risk for kids, the fact that kids under 12 can't get vaccinated, and we're talking about a mask, okay? Like, if somebody said... Uh, your child has to get, you know, uh, a ball and chain put on their ankle to keep them safe from COVID, and they have to drag this 20-pound weight around. Huh. Well, now I've got to weigh that against this very small risk of serious disease and death, okay? But we're talking about putting on, you know, a paper or cloth mask. I mean, our kids have been doing this for a year. They're fine. The kids are fine. My kids have all been wearing masks for a year in high school and in college, you know, I got a high school student who's fully vaccinated. Got the first dose at 15. He'll be wearing a mask this fall. Uh, you know, and so I, I think it's it's such a trivial thing to protect kids. Like, yeah, the risk is low, but why would you not do it? Here's the other thing: is put aside for a minute the small but real risk of serious disease and death. Right. What about just the disruption that we've all been going through the last year of quarantine, isolation, missing school, all that stuff, you know, the best way to avoid that for everybody over 12 is to get a vaccine. The best way to avoid that for kids under 12 is to wear a mask. I mean, that's just simple math of if if we don't want our, you know, fifth graders staying home from school for 10 days because they got COVID, The best way to avoid that is just put on a doggone mask. It's no big deal. The kids don't care. They're fine with it.
0: I'm with you because I've seen it. Dr. John Williams, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, sir.
2: Marty, always a pleasure. Have a great day.
1: Stay safe out there.